0: Welcome into Honorado and Company never a moment too late Chris Honorado Ashley Miller a big big show this week we're so fired up to have our two guests with us this week Ash Wayne Crebet yep. the legendary wide receiver from the New York Jets one of the best players to ever wear the green and the white uh, and Michael Ray, country music star, who will be back in the capital region for concert on the course of Pine Haven Country Club. You get Wayne crebet on Friday, July, uh, June 17th in mm-hmm. Queensbury. Then you get Michael Ray less than a month from that in the capital region. Two stars come to the 518. How are you? Good. How are you? Ready to go here on Honorado and Company. Let's get things going here. Big news within yep. the hour. In regards to how the PGA Tour is going to handle the defection of some of its players to live golf, can't wait to get into that. We've got We're the NBA Finals it. now going into a game four, and momentum is swung towards the Boston Celtics. Okay, we'll talk about that. And we've got our Popeyes, Louisiana Fast Minute, and our Performance Industrial Dirty Difficult done. It's all on the way on Honorado own Company.
1: is honorado and company
2: brought to you by outfit house
0: all right here we go ash news within the hour and we knew we would talk about it in some capacity on this week's show is how is the pga tour going to handle the allure of all the money that is being thrown around by the saudi arabian backed live golf events we've seen already names like of course Phil Mickelson says Mm -hmm. he's going to play Dustin Johnson says he's going to play then Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed on Wednesday announced yet you know what we're going to play in some of those events as well and the PGA Tour has now said what
3: see ya they have suspended all 17 guys who plan to play today and this is kind of the dirty part speaking of dirty difficult done uh Eamon Lynch, who writes for Golf Week in USA Today, said that Jay Monahan, who's in charge of the PGA Tour, was going to send this memo to all PGA Tour members immediately following tee-off at their live golf tournaments, telling them they were suspended. Mm-hmm. Okay. So didn't give them the choice of like, all right, I'm not going to tee-off. Yeah. It was like, I'll see you. It's too late.
0: Yeah, interesting. And, and look, I, I said to you, just the two of us at home one day this week, if the PGA Tour wants to get serious about this, all they have to do is threaten. You can't play in the major. No, nobody cares yep. about. Like I get it. the Waste Management Open mm-hmm. is fun and okay. All the, there's some events that are fun. The Memorial's a nice tournament. But if you threaten to a guy like Dustin Johnson or a DeChambeau, you cannot play in any majors that we yep. control now. The Open Championship, Master, but what our major events, whatever they are, you can't play in them. And if you want to go a step further throw in the Memorial, throw in some of these other events as well, right? Waste management. Okay. You can't play in some of these. Now you're talking about a, a, a flat out suspension here. And yep. I love that, yep. that you know, it's Jay Monahan had this thing ready to go. Obviously there was a plan in place. And like you said, we're not going to give these guys the option to back out yep. or to say, okay, wait a minute, let's negotiate here. If we, if we back out now, can we still, no, the answer is no, the this is no. now to me, this still hasn't come to a head yet. Right. There will there's room for negotiation here. There will be some kind of mediation process. I yeah. think it's not just going to end here.
3: Listen, there's probably litigation that's going to happen. Is it even legal for them to? There is all kinds of things to be. What are the contracts? I'm sure everyone's going to go through all the wording. Um, but I read through quickly. Read through the statement. It's strong, and it's basically calling every one of them out. And and the way he wrote it, it was. I am protecting you, the current members of the PGA Tour, from everything that is happening outside of it. You deserve to be protected. You deserve to be whatever. So it was very strongly worded. Um, stronger and yeah, than that? I don't blame them.
0: Stronger than that?
3: Well, not stronger than that, but.
0: <laughs> banned for life? I'm not there, but it's Sam, it's always good to have you as part of the show, man. I, I'm not there yet. Uh, this, life's a negotiation. Mm-hmm threatening to go play on the, on some of the, at some of the live golf events is a little bit of a negotiating move for some of these guys. Now, some of them are dead serious, like, Hey, I can go make more money here. And maybe I don't need the PGA tour. some guys might decide that, but I think in a way, especially maybe for Phil Mickelson, it was kind of, let me, I'm thumbing my nose at you now, PGA tour, like you're not going to let me play. Then I'll go play for these. But again, I was never worried that live golf was going to compete with the PGA tour. I knew the PGA tour had the Trump card and Jay Monahan is, is pulling it out of his back pocket right now. I knew they had the leverage if they wanted to exercise it. And clearly they have decided to do so.
3: Yeah. And my guess is, is these guys aren't going to be able to play in tournaments this year. Uh, I don't, I mean, obviously there's no real timetable on it, but my guess is they can't suspend them much longer than that. But like you said, it's going to go to some form of litigation, mediation, negotiation, whatever it is, um, and something will be decided, huh? Every Asian. Yeah, every Asian there is out there. All
0: right, Carol's watching. We know that for sure. Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Yes, this is how Nick says hello. Good morning. Good night. See you later. He just says, who And I like the odds early as we are on Joe Burrow to win the Mm -hmm. MVP. If you want to try to win a little bit of money, I I like Joe Burrow and his odds to win MVP. Speaking of odds, and we'll get into this here, a former Capital Region college hockey coach uh, has strong odds to maybe be the next Bruins head coach. I know we'll get into some of that as we do Dirty, Difficult, done. brought to you by Performance Industrial later on in the show. Don't go anywhere. Wayne Krebet, Mm -hmm. New York Jets legendary wide receiver, is on this week's show, and he is coming up right after this break. Want to get to our guests here as quickly as we can. uh, And then we'll fill in, obviously, with our other weekly segments that we do uh, on this show each and every single week. Some new sponsors to the broadcast as well, Ash, KPM Restoration. I think we probably told you about a couple of weeks ago. Um, Shout out to Jamie Kennedy, who runs a great operation there at KPM. Shout out to Performance Industrial, Bill Miller, who runs the show there. Uh, Both do great things for people who need the work done, but they also do good things in the community too. And that's what we're about on this show is finding really good business partners. And so thanks to them. Michelob Ultra, new to the show as well. And Saratoga Eagle, incredible team up at Saratoga Eagle. And our thanks to them for supporting the show. All right, when we come back here, Wayne Crebet is coming to the Capital Region Friday, June 17th. You can meet him. You can greet him. You can get an autograph. You can get a picture. Picture. You can have dinner with him. You can do all of it with Wayne Crebet up in queensbury 40 oak is the place to see him and it's a heck of a deal we're going to tell you about coming up next hang on everybody
2: water smoke mold and sewage cleanup reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding kpm restoration will work quickly to restore your home will help provide complete damage restoration to your property
4: my problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved.
2: KPM restoration will get you back to normal.
4: And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse.
0: Welcome back to Honorado and Company. I am so fired up for this next guest, and I am not the Jets fan in I was my family. Say, no, you are and not. I, I am making my brother jealous, which is really worth just all <laughs> the effort to to do this anyway, is, is to talk to my brother's favorite football player of all time and one of the greatest New York Jets who has ever lived, Ash. How about it?
3: Yeah, awesome. Listen, I'm not I'm also not the Jets fan of the family. I would go more Giants, but my brother grew up as a Jets fan. So we both will make our brothers jealous at the same time, which is pretty fun. All
0: right. Well, let's stop wasting time on it then. Let's let's <laughs> do exactly that. Let's bring Wayne Krabet into the conversation here. Wayne Krabet, one of the greatest Jets ever. He's in the Ring of Honor. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Yourself. We're great, we so appreciate the time here and, and you're on for a special reason with us in Albany, New York, because you're coming to Queensbury, which is just a little bit north of, of Albany uh, for a great event that we're gonna talk about here called Operation Santa Claus. But I, one thing stuck out to me, Wayne, and I always thought if I had an opportunity to talk to you, I'd ask you this. If the Jets didn't hold training camp at Hofstra University, do you think you would have ever made it to the NFL? Yeah, I had three uh, free agent offers. Uh, I got offered a
4: contract from the Saints, the Bengals, and the Jets. So um, I think the best opportunity was there because uh, there was really no receivers. They no, uh no veterans. Rob Moore got traded. Art Monk retired. So I think the guys who were left had like 20 career catches. So uh, And I went to school there. So yeah. it uh, was the best fit for me.
0: I did not know that. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I
4: let I mean, I don't. I'm not try to brag but i led one 1A, a one double a touch i had 16 touchdowns in 10 games
0: i mean i not now like i didn't have statistics yeah no i know it's just yeah. you know I, you know this all throughout your career everybody just talked about your size it, you know obviously you went to prove everybody wrong who doubted you based on size i mean i know the numbers from hofstra um i'm a 201-er from glenrock new jersey <laughs> right. I, I i know all that you did at garfield high too so yeah. Uh, this is, this is cool for me. Um, all right, let's talk about your appearance coming up here in, in Queensbury, June 17th. It's a Friday night, everybody 40 Oak classic American grill. Wayne is going to be here a little meet and greet going on. Go to the website 40 oakadkcom and all the information scrolling at the bottom of your screen right now, uh, operation Santa Claus is a really cool thing in our area. It provides for children around the holidays, food and clothing. Is this kind of a slam dunk for you now as, as a retired NFL star to do things that help communities?
4: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Operation Santa Claus is a great cause. You know, I try to, you know, link myself to uh, things like that, things that are important to me, things that are important to my family. Uh, I was a chance to get up there uh, last year, at Lake George, um, and I really enjoyed myself. So it's kind of like a, a yearly thing. Uh, now going up there and I was asked to come to this event and, you know, immediately I answered yes.
3: Wayne, uh, like Chris and I said, neither of us were the Jets fans in our family, but both of us obviously grew up in the era where you were making catches against some of our teams. Chris is a Packers fan. I'm a Giants fan. Do you still get a thrill out of meeting fans and people who know your name and and still kind of say like, hey, you were one of my favorite players growing up?
4: It's it's funny, I get a lot of, I'm a Giant fan, but I loved you, but I was a Giant fan. I was a Giant fan growing up um, and Jets second, but actually, um, you know, some of the things I remember going to the games when uh, I was a kid, uh, my fondest memories were being a Giants. And actually one of my things I wanted to do the most was Gatorade, Bill Parcells, Uh, and I got a chance to do it. And kind of like one of those bucket list kind of things, but uh, you know what, I've been retired 17 years. So to still know I have some fans out there and I'm still wanted is just a great honor and, and I'll never uh,
0: not appreciate it. Here are some of the marks, man. You're still second in catches, third in yards and receiving touchdowns in Jets franchise history. You're part of four playoff teams. The connection you had with a guy like Vinny Testaverdi and Chad Pennington, uh, special, special stuff. And you, like you said, you got to play for Bill Parcells. You got to get, when, when did you Gatorade him? What was the occasion?
4: it was nice i think it's when we won the ac east don't remember the year but uh we were up in buffalo and so i guess if you win the east it's january so up in yeah. buffalo in january it's payback for all the crap he put me through and all the you know <laughs> the stuff he did but he was uh he was definitely a fun guy to play for when i think he- go ahead Ash.
3: uh some of the the stories that you hear from players most, is especially post-retirement, is one of the best things is the reach that you have and the effect that you have, not only on people who will say that you're fans, but obviously to raise money for important causes and to pick things that you feel strongly about. Is there anything else that you are a big champion of? And if so, why? What causes are important to you?
4: Um, obviously, you know, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Boomer science and Cystic Fibrosis, I went to the event. Uh, You know, it's, especially anything with kids, I never really did my own charity, Um, so I kind of just spread it around, even if I can't show, send something for auction, just try to do as much as I can, and and I have a lot of free time on my hands these days, (laughs) so I try to to join any cause that, you know, is is close to here and,
0: and close to my heart. In, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, of the year, but I think it was '02 where you signed your seven-year deal with the Jets, but you were on the verge of hitting free agency. Was there ever a moment that you were close to not being a lifelong Jet?
4: No, nah, you know what? It's something to be said for playing your whole career with the same team. Um, and it was the point where, you know, I was still in my prime and I said uh, to uh, Mr. Woody Johnson, mm-hmm. I said, Woody, do you want me here? He's like, yeah. I said, well, I want to be here. I said, you know, this is what I'm looking for in the beginning, first three years, and I don't care about the rest. And the contract was basically done in two, three days. I mean, I wasn't going to, you know, go somewhere else for a couple more bucks when I had the fans, you know, local guy, and, you know, that's where I wanted to stay. So it was was a no-brainer to stay with the Jets.
3: Wayne, other than the Gatorade bath, for Parcells, who, by the way, spends a whole lot of time yes. up here at the Saratoga Race Course, he loves his horses. Um, do you have anything that stands out in terms of just playing in New York? People always say, "Oh, playing in New York is so hard," and yet I think most New York athletes would tell you it's the greatest thing ever. What are some of your best memories? Whether it's fans, environments of being a New York Jet.
4: Yeah, if you could, uh, you know, handle the press. Um, you know, fortunately, I, you know, in 11 years i don't think i really got booed you know what i mean and i try to give back to the fans because i remember growing up i mean your giants fan mark bavaro Mm. something about him trying to get an extra yard an extra foot extra inch just kind of got the crowd you know off their you know on their feet and um just trying to make the extra play and not going out of bounds and taking the hits and you know the fans took me in right away and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful that there's still fans out there but uh yeah um you know just it's just amazing it's kind of like you know dream come true playing for the local team and like i said 17 years later since i retire i mean there's nothing like it i mean you know i wish you guys could like have run out of the tunnel one time or been on the field for a flyover after the national anthem
0: i'll never you know take that for granted well look you we're in sports media because we couldn't hack it as athletes and there are plenty of people in sports media who would (laughs) rake me over the coals for saying something like that but it's the truth we chose these professions because we wanted to continue to be around sports as much as we possibly could wayne Corbett coming to queensbury 40 oak Classic American Grill. 40oakadk.com to get your meet and greet passes. Just 20 bucks. I mean, unbelievable stuff. 50 bucks for dinner. Go check this out. It is so worth it and it benefits Operation Santa Claus in our area. Children around the holidays with clothing and food and, and essentials that they need. Twenty five hundred kids each and every holiday season in our area. It's a great, great thing. Uh, Wayne, you were on. I hate to bring up a, a bad memory, maybe of your career, but you're on a one in fifteen team. Do you remember what team you beat that year? No, I don't. I try to block that. It's funny, <laughs> you
4: know, my rookie year, uh, I ended up starting. I don't know how, you know I mean? From the depth chart, and guys were this guy was hurt, this guy was out of shape, this guy didn't know the playbook, this guy was that, you know, and it just kind of moved up. But, uh, you know, we we're three and 13 my first year with Coach Cota, and everybody's razzing me, and I'm like, listen, it can't get any worse. And then we went one and 15, and I'm like, so what's that? Four and 28 my first two years, I was like, it can't stay like this. And then uh, Parcells came into town, and instantly we're double digit wins, and the playoffs so you know it uh it, it told me to appreciate the better seasons but it was a tough way to start it was the I cardinals, think fans by the way. cardinals would, did
3: it oh yeah the cardinals that you yeah. meet yeah, yeah. Uh, i think fans would would say the same thing like hey it can't get any worse hey it can't get any worse and, and the parcells was the glory years and and it's been down a lot what is it like for you as a member of the ring of honor to see a guy like zach wilson for them for the jets to have the kind of draft that they did because I think across the board, everyone would say the Jets won this draft far and away. What is it like for you to try to see this team rebuild to become a real contender? Because it's been a long time.
4: Yeah, you know, I do these cameo videos and people are like, what's your opinion on the season? And I said, listen, this, I always say this, I listen, it's gonna get better. And I said, and maybe quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year's draft was great. You got Zach Wilson to Elijah. If you're a Tucker, they moved up to get was a big move. You know, the two Michael Carters and some other young guys. But this year's draft, I mean, I mean, it's an A-plus across the board. I mean, you got the best receiver mm-hmm. in Wilson, the best DB in Gardner, the best running back in Brees Hall. And to get in the mid-20s, the kid from Florida State, Johnson. I mean, that is, yeah. you know, then the tight end from Ohio State. This is a massive draft and, and uh, shot to be a playoff team uh, this year. Sometimes I read something I ask, on
3: Twitter today, Chris, that yeah. uh, Gardner locked up Barrios and really let him know about it today.
0: <laughs> Listen, when you get a name like Sauce, yeah. you know he's going to talk when he can exactly. talk. Uh, I, I, you just proved it. I don't even have to ask you. Sometimes I do ask former athletes, like, do you still watch the game? You are as locked in as, as absolutely anybody. There's no doubt about it. Um, have you ever been to Saratoga racecourse? I know you've owned racehorses in your lifetime. Yeah, I try to go up every year. Obviously with COVID was tough the last
4: couple of years. But uh yeah, I plan on going to the track, you know, one of the days when I'm up there in uh Lake George. And uh that is my chance to see Parcels. Yeah uh, you know, every year and sit with them and you know, bet on the ponies. But uh, yeah, I've owned horse horses for 10, 12 years. Yeah. Um back when I uh, had some good horses, but you know, just it's tough. You know, just certain trainers and like drivers, they kind of like stick to each other. So uh, tough business, but yep. you know, I did have the Philly Pace of the Year one year, and after that, I was like, I'm done. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> well,
3: That's we're going to have to uh, meet up with you next time you come to the track. When you come That's to say sure. hi to Parcells, because we're here.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we plan on seeing you on on June 17th at uh, Forty Oak Classic American Grill. Uh, the one time I saw. Bill Parcells recently was out on a golf course. I introduced myself again, and he said, I'm willing to hang with you and talk with you as long as you don't talk football. We ended up talking about a lot lot about Lodi, New Jersey, but I was good with that. So, you know, whatever. Spend time around a, a legend like him is is all good. Wayne, man, we so appreciate the time here. Ash, do you have anything final here for the guy?
3: No, just thanks for uh whatever, you know, you can contribute. Obviously, a name like you, fans around here are going to love it and certainly for a good cause, so there are a lot of kids who are going to get a lot of good from you coming up here uh, later this month.
4: Yeah, that yeah, about we get tons or raffles and giveaways and they said it's 20 bucks for a charity and yeah. you know, I know, it's 50 for any meal and drinks whatever, but whether you can pay or not no one's leaving without an autograph no one's leaving without a handshake or a picture or a story i try to you know I, there's a set time i'm supposed to be there but i always end up staying later so hopefully someone uh you know everybody comes out has a great time and uh you know will be memorable for them
0: carefully you're gonna know, get my brother up there on 41 year old <laughs> up there with a, with his wayne crabet jersey wanting an autograph and a picture i have no doubt about it man oh, Chris, you thank you so much for for doing this with like us Chris. yeah exactly <laughs> Uh we we appreciate it. Can't wait to yeah. to see you in person here in a little bit. All right,
4: sounds great. Thank you for having me.
2: Alpenhouse RV is celebrating 58 years of family fun and camping during our anniversary sale. Shop big anniversary savings on an even bigger selection of RVs. Choose from new 2022 Avenger Travel Trailers for $194 a month and new 2022 Colorado Travel Trailers for $228 a month. Plus, all 2020 and newer RVs come with our exclusive lifetime warranty. Proudly serving you since 1964 and generations to come. Don't miss our 58th anniversary sale at Alpenhouse RV.
3: At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Gen Air, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you.
4: And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you
2: by Alpenhouse.
0: I'll say it over and over again, Ash. It's the best part of this job, what we just got to do, to yep. talk to somebody like Wayne Corbett, uh, who we grew up watching. Obviously, he's not much older than me, but grew up watching uh, by about a decade or so. And um, really, really cool. Michael Ray yeah. still on the way here on the show. And, uh, and I'm telling you people, 20 bucks to go meet Wayne Corbett, get a picture, get an autograph. You just heard him say it. He'll stay overtime and yep. make sure everybody who shows up in Queensbury gets what they came for. Really, really. I
3: cool. expect to see, uh, is it Stefan or Stefan? I saw you put the comment up Kruger. We'll see you up there, man. <laughs> Bring your 80 Jersey.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No doubt about it. All right, cool. Um, all right. The some of the news of the last week, anyway, in Major yep. League Baseball is the Yankees and the Mets continue to really kind of roll here. Aaron Judge with twenty-two home runs this season. Does he get to sixty on the surface here? Ash, does he get to sixty?
3: I think he gets to thirty by the All Star break. Um, okay. I always worry about what the All Star break does to someone's mojo as they're going. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop playing games. I want to keep going. Um, I don't think he gets to 60. I think he gets to 55 though.
0: Okay. If he were to get to six, are we going to play this game? If he were to get to 62, are people going to pretend like he's the home run King? Are we going to go through that nonsense?
3: Uh, I think people are done with it. I, I don't know. I mean, it, I it, it'll so. get publicity and it'll get talked about, but I don't think we're doing the whole, all that again. No.
0: Okay. All At least right. I'm not interested in doing it. Yeah, I am I am not either. All right, one of the weekly segments we have on this show is brought to you by Performance Industrial. We call it Dirty, Difficult, Done. It's their slogan, Bill mm-hmm. Miller's slogan. And it. there's no job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. And that's on deck here. Ash and I tackle that exact segment next.
4: And now, Dirty, Difficult and done presented by performance industrial
0: all right ash here we go our second shot at uh, dirty difficult done since performance industrial came on board here Mm -hmm. uh, i'll give you the first shot at this because i always like to let you go first on things okay um here is your dirty difficult done
3: Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of NHL hockey and how Bruce Cassidy got done so dirty. I did done and dirty in the same thing because he's done. The Boston Bruins fired Bruce Cassidy on Monday, despite the fact that in six seasons with the Bees, they went to the playoffs all six times, including a Stanley Cup Finals appearance in 2019 when they lost to the St. Louis Blues in seven games. Since then, they've got two second-round losses and now a first-round loss to the Carolina Hurricanes in seven games. Come on, man. you got to be kidding me. This guy will have a job tomorrow if he wants it. There are now currently, I think, six openings in the NHL. Three of Three other openings that are deciding on interim head coaches. Bruce Cassidy will have a job, and it will be very, very soon if he wants it, and he should.
0: Yeah. But that's um, dirty. Um, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it's not only dirty. You're right. He's done. It's dirty. Uh, it's it's an overreaction. Mm-hmm. It's short sighted. Uh, it's all that stuff. The J man says, don't get me started on this topic. Front office did Bruce. So dirty. Get him dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you read on Twitter, though? This morning about who might be the Bru- the Bruins so, yes. next head coach.
3: I I read on Twitter this morning that one, a guy that we know pretty well, uh, former union head coach Nate Lehman could be toward the top of a list or has some of the better odds to be the next Bruins head coach. Interesting. That would be awesome. I mean, listen, he's in Providence. As a college coach, he's been a name that's been thrown around other NHL jobs for a long time now. A lot of times when it came up, that would make a lot of sense. But I've also seen um, Providence Bruins coach Jay Leach, I believe, is is somewhere up on the top of that. There's a ton of good talent out there. There's also guys that have been recycled, like Barry Trotz, and and names that will continue to come up. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is a team that goes young and a little more progressive, like a college coach, Because it seems like the problem was maybe a disconnect with some of the players. They didn't Mm -hmm. like the way Mm -hmm. that they were being coached, whatever, grow up and play. You get a paycheck, just play who you play for. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they go a little bit younger and a little more new school versus old school.
0: You know what I say all the time? And the coach is a little bit different. So this is not a perfect comp, but Mm -hmm. I always say, I, I, I don't be careful who's watching this. I've never worked one day in my life for the boss, not one. We're I in a new, we're in a, no, I do it for the, the, we, we're in a newsroom, right? Which is kind of your own team. Yep. And as much as a manager or a boss wants to believe they're part of that team, at the end of the day, they're really not. Yep. They're, they're not in it the way players are, the way the employees are every single day. You, you have to work and you have to mm-hmm. play for the people that are directly around you. So I, I, it bothers me when I hear uh, I don't want to play for that coach. I'm not playing for that coach. Right. I get it. Your success leads to his or her success. I, I understand, and, and I think a lot of times people have a trouble with that connection. The harder I work, the more it benefits them. But you have to look at right at yourself, and you have to look at the people yeah. directly next to you. That you
3: want to be part of a winning team. That's what so I. So play say. hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Jeff Casey
3: right. wants uh, wants Cassidy as his next head coach for the Devs. You getting rid of Lindy? They're not Uh good.
0: they I believe they should have already. I'll throw up Jeff's comment here. Okay. Um I believe they should have already gotten gotten rid of Lindy Ruff. Um and it should have been Barry Trotz the day after he was let go by the Islanders that should have been done already
3: that that, it's amazing I asked this on my podcast yesterday is the NHL the quickest to pull the plug on successful head coaches has to be yes I know the NBA is close but you see a guy like Gerard Gallant who took Mm -hmm. the, the nights where he did and is now successful with the Rangers a guy like Barry Trotz who's been fired twice now after successful runs like it feels like successful coaches get canned much more easily. They have short leashes. Bruce Cassidy goes to the finals in 2019. Three years later, he's without a job. It feels like you get to the top of the mountain, and they're not giving you any time. Like if you fall back down, well, now you're out. Despite the fact that you've won at the highest levels.
0: Yeah, I, you make a great point. I haven't had I haven't thought a lot about it, but I'm just I'm just trying to figure out why. Why would the you know. The NFL is quick too. I mean, if you win yeah. a Super Bowl, it buys you time. Right. But if you, a lot of times, though, in sports, you're almost the victim of your own success. If you repeatedly get to the postseason and don't advance and don't win it all, I think a lot of teams, owners, GMs start to look at it and say, maybe you're not the guy. Like, we're talented enough to win it all. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're clearly maybe just not the person to help us go all the way you've you've gotten us far but that's probably as far as you're going to take us I I don't know, I'm just kind of talking this one out yeah. here I, I, if you're an NFL coach and you don't win a Super Bowl and you've been to you know five postseasons in seven years and you've you've only won two playoff games or whatever like you're gonna be on the hot seat
3: yeah I feel like it's just a little quicker like yeah. both of those guys where it was like two years I mean two or three years later they're going from a Stanley Cup final to without a job. This is
0: great. Marvin Lewis. He, Marvin Lewis did hang on for quite a while. In I Cincinnati mean, forever. Without winning.
3: Forever. Okay. And then got, and was always a name that was like, always. Hey, maybe he'd be our next head coach. Why? Why always. would he be your next head coach?
0: Cause I'm not sure uh, yeah, the NHL does it well too, but, but the NFL does retreads really, oh, yeah. really well. Here are two guys who will not get another managerial job in major league oh. baseball though. Joe right. Girardi and Joe Madden are, done. This one I get in Philadelphia. Now I get it. I know having said this, that the Phillies have won six straight since they fired Joe Girardi. So of course it looks like the right decision, but I do believe that Philadelphia should be better than they were. And maybe Girardi just isn't new age enough to win in major league baseball in 2022. It's paid off so far with six straight wins. I kind of get it. This one I don't get with Joe Madden. Mm-hmm. He's in the last year of his three year contract with the with the Angels. They're not good. They haven't been good in a long, long time. no no matter how healthy or injured Mike Trout is, despite having a guy like Shohei Otani, who is an otherworldly and generational talent. This is not Joe Madden's fault. Joe Madden ends up being the fall guy mm-hmm. simply because. The Angels had lost 12 straight games when he got fired. Oh, by the way, they've now lost two more. Yeah. I don't know if you're watching us on Saturday on my four, maybe it's even more than that, yeah. but it went from 12 to 14.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Phil Nevins, 0 oh, two as an interim manager in his major league baseball career, the Madden thing didn't make sense to me. I still feel like he's the best option for yeah. that team and plenty of teams across baseball. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. but he's old. He's not going to be, he's not going to get another top job. I just don't see it happening. If he ends up doing some front office work, scouting that type of, you know, player personnel, yeah, I could see it. Yep. But Girardi, I get Madden, I don't. The yep. Angels haven't been good in so long.
3: No, listen, they've missed the playoffs seven straight years. It'll be eight straight years Correct. this season. Uh, the problem is, is, two weeks ago, they were 27 and 17, and the whole world thought, holy smokes, this is like the biggest surprise of the MLB season to date. That's the problem. Had they not started and were 10 games above 500 and then lost 12 in a row, I don't think it's as big of a problem.
0: So a victim of your own success again here? I mean, what are we doing?
3: Uh, Yeah, but listen, your MVP, your world-beating MVP, Mike Trout, hasn't hit a lick in the last month. Now he's hurt, so – you're not going to win if your best players aren't playing. The Rendon contract is bad. You've got so much money invested in three guys. And if those three guys aren't all playing their best baseball, that yeah. team is never going to win. And during this, this, the 12-game the losing streak, I think the ERA for their pitchers was 6.31. Well, not going to cut it. Not good. All right,
0: the Popeye's Louisiana Fast Minute still on the way here on this week's show. When we come back, though, Ash, Michael Ray is coming back to the Capital Region. He's headlining Concert on the Course um, at Pine Haven Country Club. It's part of the Epson tour stop uh, that our guy Jimmy Miller puts together so successfully each and every single day year. We'll talk with Michael Ray when we come back, we'll tell you how you can get tickets as well. Hang on everybody. we are back in 30 seconds.
1: Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. claim your crowd.
4: and now back to honorado and company brought to you by
2: alpenhouse
0: back on honorado and company and man we are psyched to have this guy back on the show for a second straight year and he's going to be performing in the capital region for a second straight summer concert on the course coming july 9th at Pinehaven country club and michael ray is headlining that event again, Michael? Man, it's great to see you, dude. Thank you for doing the show again.
1: Absolutely, man. Great to see you. We're uh, we're excited for it, man. It was uh, it was one of our, our highlight shows of last year, and
0: one of our highlights of this year as soon as it popped on the calendar, man. So we're excited to be back. Yeah, I know you shared that with the tournament director, Jimmy Miller. He put the concert together as well on top of the the actual golf tournament. Uh, what what was it about this event that maybe surprised you a little bit, and has you looking forward to come back for more?
1: man anytime i get to work with first responders and and anytime i i know that there's a uh there, there's a there's a big uh big crowd of 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 those men and women i just i i feel uh yeah, feel at home and i'm a i'm a child of first responders and, and veterans and so um anytime i know that that they they got their hands in the mix i know it's gonna be a great time first off and then when um you know, the, those events, you never know what you're going to get, you know, until you get there as from our point of view, you know, you really don't know kind of, you kind of got a little bit of a clue, but you really don't. Um, and so when you get there and you just see how many people were packed in and, and singing every word and just people on people's shoulders and just the, the energy of the whole day and, and, uh, and everybody being able to kind of cut loose after, you know, uh, playing golf all day and, and, and being in that competitive mindset, it's, it's, it's a, it was just, it was awesome, man. It was, it was, a, it was a party that uh, that we weren't expecting, but we were prepared for, and uh, we're prepared for this year.
0: <laughs> Always got to be prepared for a party wherever you go, I can imagine, man. Uh, if you That's want to right. take it to concert on the course, there it is <laughs> on your screen, wgna.com. You'll see a little banner at the top. Click on concert on the course as Michael Ray comes back to the Capital Region Pinehaven Country Club on Saturday, uh, July 9th. All right, Michael, let me uh, let me ask you about just kind of you were here before whiskey and rain really blew up and it went all the way to number one, man. Congrats on the success with, with that single that I know means so much to you. And, and I'll ask you about that here in a second, but what has it been like? I, I saw your Instagram posts when it went to number one, how emotional you got, why, why this song um, that maybe means more to you than some of the others.
1: Yeah, man, you know, I, um, you know, this song just for, for, you know, I mean, we recorded it during COVID, so there was no studio. I did the vocals in my my tour manager's closet of his house in his neighborhood. You know, I, there was the recording process of it was the hardest it could be. We weren't able to go tours, so there was no going out and really getting this song to the audience, you know, yep. besides through, music, you know, obviously radio and streaming, but as far as us going out and playing it like we're used to doing, that wasn't a ha- that wasn't happening so all of these just the journey of this whole song to know how hard my team had to work I, I, a lot of people don't understand because they're not in the business that there's a lot a lot of people behind the scenes man that are just busting their butt 24 hours a day for this to happen and, and it's like catching lightning in a jar seven times so uh for to, to go up to that 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 number one spot it's a really hard thing man and so i think just knowing the journey seeing how hard my team had to work um and how many countless hours they had to make they had to make up for, or they had to make creative ways on how to get it out there. Keeping my back in my mind that you know, just because things are hard, don't mean uh, it ain't going to be worth it when it gets there. You know what I mean? You got to fight through the hard times and and get there. And when you get there, it's a little little more sweeter when you got to work a little
0: more harder for it. So, when we talked with you last year, I know you talked about your you know Gary Allen being an inspiration to yours. I, I love some of his music. I mean, in, in particular, watching airplanes. But I know there are there are bigger songs in his. Repertoire, but for me, that one is is my favorite. Um there's a, there's a little bit of him in this song, right? That nineties flavor that I know was mm-hmm. was added maybe after the vocals, even.
1: Yeah, man. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Um Gary Allen, that that Bakersfield, uh, kind of feeling that, you know, Gary Allen for me was I was uh a kid when it would be you came on the radio you know and i was like who is that you know he was like this new cool way well, i grew up with the merle haggard and the dwight yokum and all that but then all of a sudden this guy came out and he had this grit to his voice you know and then and then all of a sudden he started getting tattoos and and he just he just he just kept this really cool you know vibe to him and i just loved that you could tell a gary allen song the second it came on the radio before he even sang it and so that was something that i really loved about whiskey and Rain. That you know, the writers already kind of had that vibe to it in the demo, but we just kind of lifted it up even more. We added the fiddle, added a couple, you know, a couple of spots that just kind of elevated that that signature, uh, those signature licks and that signature sound that makes you know, you know, it's Michael Ray on the radio when that song comes on, like Gary Allen's when his song comes on, you know.
0: I like that, man. All right, let me uh, let me take you back to last summer here. Now let's see how much of this maybe you remember. This is me on your tour <laughs> You guys let me on. And we had made the deal. Yeah. I brought a guitar that you would smash it on stage. So here you are, like, you know, you're, you're working on your form. Here's yeah. exactly how I'm going to bust it up on stage. Then that night, I don't know what happened. Take me through this here all right so we were all planning on busting
1: it and um and then we realized that the crowd was very close and there was this sweet girl that was this little girl and her mom who had been outside um waiting the whole day you know got the got the front row seats and 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 she was just up there and, and yeah, when it, I saw that, and I remember, I just, I just, it literally made me think of my first time seeing my first concert, which was Garth Brooks and TD Waterhouse in Orlando, Florida. I wasn't front row, but I was as close as we could get, you know. And uh, and I just remember having that, I, I, you know, big eye moment of my of a concert, you know, and the lights and everything. And and so we I was talking to Matt, my tour manager. I said, "Man, can we bust this thing?" And I don't know if <laughs> stuff's gonna fly everywhere I go, but. What if, you know, what if we just give it to that little girl in the audience? We sign it, and you never know, you know. I mean, that, that could be the next Trisha Yearwood or, you know, whoever. But those moments, um, I think are really special. Uh, and I wanted to break it because I, like we said, I never broken a guitar on stage before, but I, I felt the moment called for something, something <laughs> a little more, uh, a little better. I felt like giving it to her. So I, I don't know if we'll do it next, you know, this year. We might break, break one this year. I don't know. But, uh, that moment felt like it was, uh, it was better off in her hands and maybe she's, learning some some chords on it now
0: yeah listen dude there is an autographed michael ray guitar hanging in in a bedroom somewhere in the capital region here so i i know no doubt uh, she appreciates that (laughs) saturday july 9th is is the concert on the course it's michael ray it's maddie and tay pine haven country club man you've got two songs that went all the way to number one on the country airplay chart of course whiskey and rain is the latest but but i want to i want to ask you about a collaboration you did with Kid Rock. And there are other big names on this track too, but yeah. Lee Bryce is certainly one of them. But man, what was it like working with a guy like Kid Rock?
1: Dude, it was great, man. You know, it's uh, Kid Rock was the first CD I ever bought um, off a of kid on the the school bus, back at the school bus in sixth grade. I was I was like the kid that was playing guitar, you know, been kind of like, oh, he's a he's guy playing country songs, you know, so this kid was like, hey, you like Kid Rock? I was like, yeah, I love Kid Rock. He's like, bring $2 tomorrow. So so I bought my first CD ever and it happened to be Kid Rock when I was in sixth grade off of a, this kid on the school bus. And uh, I I played the absolute mess of that, that record. I mean, I, I wore it out. And then uh, when this song came about me and my buddy, Tim Montana, who's on it with me, who's one of the writers on it, we were talking about, I said, man, you know, coming out of COVID, what if we just did it? All My Reality Friends, just a fun song with some buddies of ours, you know, and I've got, I th- thankfully, you know, through Tim, I've gotten to know Kid Rock for, over the last few years uh, pretty well, and so, I said, "What if we just get some buddies of ours, man?" He's like, "Well, Billy Gibbons will do it from ZZ Top," and so he agreed to do it. And Then we sent it to Kid Rock, and and he agreed to do it. And then it just kind of came, all came together with Lee and Tim, and and uh, just came together with it to become what it is, man. It's one of my favorite musical moments because I look up to all those guys, and and especially Kid Rock. You know, he had a big, big influence in in my musical career, and was was my, you never forget your first CD, man. You know.
0: Yeah, the first CD, uh, well, first CD. Man, I'm older than you. The first cassette tape I ever bought, I had to trick my parents into it because it had parental advisory on it and it was House of Pain. And I somehow got that snuck. Oh, yeah.
1: My you
0: know, <laughs> cassette tapes, dude. Uh, the title track is Higher Education. That's the fourth studio album for Michael Ray, already doing big, big things. And he's, he's currently on tour as we speak and coming to the Capital Region on Saturday, <laughs> July 9th. Uh, let me ask you about this michael because i saw it and i think it was an interview you did i saw a hat you were wearing and i thought what is that let me look into this a little bit so i'm gonna ask you are you better aim with a bow or a golf club because i know you're a brand ambassador oh. for center point so what's your better shot
1: yeah uh a bow for sure yeah way better on a bow i'm getting better on the on the golf club but uh still got still got few more a few more swings to go before i'm all uh talking any any cockiness on that one all
0: right man i'm gonna let you go after this i'll let Uh, let the pros play and
1: i'll i'll I'll, I'll have the music and the party set up for them when they get through
0: smart man smart man uh wgna.com the place to get tickets to this great event concert on the course uh as part of the twin bridges champion and the Epson tour that stops by the capital region each and every single summer. Oh, you got one more year, Tom Brady, probably right. For your Tampa Bay bucks, are the hopes still high with a guy who's going to be mid forties?
1: Man, I think so, man. I, you know, I think, I think he did that to, to squash all the, to, to stop having to answer, you know, and then he might've retired and went, you know what, I'm going to get back out there. Maybe one more season, you know, Uh, but yeah. He's an athlete like no other. He's, he's one of the best at what he does, and and I mean, but you know, again, uh, great quarterbacks as great as their team too. So it takes a whole team. So uh, my my hopes are high. You know, I've been a Tampa Bay fan my whole life, but yeah,
0: I'm going to be be cheering hard. Hopefully, we bring another one back. Yeah, you got as good a shot as any team that's out there. As long as number twelve is under center for you guys, man. Hey, safe travels. I know you are all over the place. You're playing the Grand old Opry real soon, right? Enjoy the heck out of that thing, and, uh, and we can't wait to see you back here in the Capital Region in New York, Michael. Thank you for the time, dude.
2: Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face, sharing laughs, at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play Alpenhaus Pool Spa, Boat & RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property.
4: My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock
2: in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration will get you back to normal. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. How
0: about that? Wayne Corbett, Michael Ray, not bad for a week's work here on Honorado and Company. Our thanks to both of those guys. And yes. uh, I love when we can kind of connect the guest to something they're doing in the capital region, and both guys are doing that. June 17th for Wayne. In Queensbury, July 9th for Michael Ray at Pine Haven Country Club in Gilder. And we've still got a lot to get to here on today's show, Ash. So let's keep diving into it. And mm-hmm. the Popeyes Louisiana Fast Minute is next on deck here. And you are up first. You are on the clock.
3: All right. So not that this should shock anyone because they've been the best team in the playoffs. But I'm going to pick right now the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup Finals regardless of who comes out of the East, whether it is the Rangers or whether it's the two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, because the Colorado Avalanche have the best offense on the planet right now. They're being led by a defenseman. Kale McCarr has 22 points in the postseason, and he's a defenseman. Oh, by the way, they also have Nathan McKinnon. I understand that they they have an average goaltender in Darcy Kemper, and they will be going up against... One of the two best goaltenders on the planet, and either Vasilevsky or Shesterkin. but I'm going to take the offense of the Colorado Avalanche, who is twelve and two this postseason against either the Rangers or the Lightning in the Stanley Cup Finals. This is among Cup finalists since nineteen seventy nine. This team ranks tenth in per game differential.
0: Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, and look, you, they might have to roll with Frank um, yep. We don't know, right? Yep. But um, all right, how about this? What? And this, I had this thought before you even went Popeyes, Louisiana, fast minute on us. I think no matter who comes out of the East, they beat we the win. Avalanche.
3: Yeah, I, we had that. I think uh, we kind of had that discussion a little bit. And I just think, I think they're going to wear the Rangers out. They're going to wear them out. Okay. They're going to skate circles around them. They're going to wear them out.
0: I'm not so sure it's going to be the Rangers yeah. at this point. And well, I know we, we sit here on yeah. a Thursday. No. They're going to play game five at the garden. No, I agree on this night. You know, the home team has held serve to this. Yep. Obviously this is the, you know, the stupid statement of the day. <laughs> game five may determine the entire series here because if it yeah. gets to a game seven, I'm going to favor the Rangers, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. Home crowd, it's going to be a different environment. But if the Lightning find a way to steal this one on the road, I don't think it comes back to New York.
3: Yeah, I I would agree. The way that game four went, for me, Tampa Bay dominated. I mean, they played most of the game in their offensive zone. Everything about it felt really bad for the Rangers. Um, And I haven't seen that from them. This whole postseason, except for those games against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And that was a lot of Shesterkin. He was pretty bad. So it just felt disjointed. It didn't feel good. It didn't give me a good feeling about where the Rangers are right now. So on my pod yesterday, I picked the Lightning to win that series just because of the feel of that game four. Prisoner of the moment, have, moment, I know.
0: but You have another pod?
3: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh. You want to plug it here for the people?
3: Sure. It's called across the board. You can yeah. find it on all of your listening platforms.
0: There you go. Uh, and, and look, I don't know how much how many people care, but about Kale McCarr, they should. As Jay points out, he's only twenty three. You pointed out how many points he has this postseason. I, I think a lot he of
3: and tells me it's twenty two. So yeah, I just went with them. He said twenty three.
0: No, he is twenty three. Oh, he oh. is twenty three.
3: Oh, I, I thought he meant points twenty three.
0: No, um, yeah, you he's, know. They're young. Yeah. If, yeah. They,
3: if they or Edmonton get a legitimate goalie.
0: There are a lot of NHL GMs who after McDavid and Matthews might take Cal McCarr.
3: Yeah. No doubt.
0: That's how good he is. Yep. All right. My Popeye's Lu- Go ahead. My Popeyes Louisiana fast minute. What a love for the local here. Yeah. Matt Gage. Boy, he had to wait a little while, Ash, to make his major league debut. But, man, did he take advantage of it. He pitched on Monday night. A perfect inning. Two strikeouts. No hits. No runs. No walks. And he's had two appearances now as we do this show. These only allowed one base runner, and that was a walk. So an inning in two-thirds. Matt Gage from Broadalbin, Perth, and Siena College has not yet given up a hit. For the Toronto Blue Jays, he's 29 years old. Um, he's he's had to wait a little bit here. Yep. But I think he would tell you it's been more than worth the wait. It was really cool to see his family and his wife stands on Monday night uh, for his debut in which he was really, really good. I said to you, it's really cool to hear somebody like Dan Shulman yeah. calling Matt Gage strikeout. So this is more of a... Props to Matt Gage and what he's been able to do here. And, uh, you know, withstanding the kind of the the test of time, as you will, some people may have said, you know what I'm good. And he's not old. He's 29. Right. But when you grind for seven years in the minors, some guys might say I'm good. And he's been close before he's been Mm -hmm. at the triple a level. It's not like he just was quickly elevated from double a he's grinded. And, uh, and it has paid off so far. Good for him. We're gonna try to get him on the show awesome. uh next week. We'll yeah. see. Brought kind of up in
3: Perth and Toronto Sienna. Situation
0: is. Yeah, I know. The
3: double, the double dip.
0: And how many guys leave Sienna College early? Right. Not many of them make it to the, right. to the majors. How many how many of them actually leave early?
3: Yeah. And turn I it into
0: a, a pro baseball career. Pretty cool. He's
3: The first guy to make it since Lannon, and Lannon yep. was up for a while um, and did some pretty good things. Uh, but yeah, it would be cool to see him stay up. I hope That's the hope is that he's at least up for the rest of the season. They give him a legit shot to kind of cement himself as some sort of, you know, legit reliever, um, yeah. but we'll see. Uh,
0: one thing we haven't gotten to on the show, and I know we're running out of some time, but I, I, I don't want to, let it go by here is the mess in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, oh, yes. um, a 24th, um, civil lawsuit now that he faces report in the New York times that, that he had booked massages with 66 different women in the last year and a half, not even, um, What a disaster. Now it comes out that the Houston Texans reported we knew a lot about his issues that the head of security (laughs) was giving women non-disclosure agreements Mm -hmm. to sign. Uh, This is, and it's a $230 million guaranteed contract. Is there a loophole in that contract? Wish we had our guy, Andrew Brandt, who could explain it to us. Uh, My guess is they, they find a way to get out of that contract if the NFL once they're done with it, with their investigation, says "Yeah, hey, you're not playing for a full year.
3: I, I get it, but listen, you knew what you were getting into.
0: I don't disagree. They
3: knew. If I'm the NFL, I'm not letting them out of it. Like, that's as Browns as it gets. To disregard everything that you are seeing, hearing, your gut is telling you before an investigation is complete and to right. give that guy all the money in the world to be your next quarterback. You deserve to lose. You deserve to not let him to have him play and you deserve to still have to pay him.
0: Now he has denied all and any wrongdoing at this point. And on Monday, when that 24th, um, lawsuit came to light and, and you can read details of it. It's It's, disgusting. Yeah. Um, Watson was playing in like a team golf outing. Now he didn't speak to the media, of course, but I don't know. There's just something brash about all of this that yeah. I would be hiding under my bed somewhere. But then again, I'm not an athlete who mm-hmm. has been told all his life how great he is and how he can do no wrong. And clearly, no matter what has happened, the truth lies somewhere in between or squarely yep. on the side of these women. Yeah. Um, he has done something just untoward yeah. and disgusting and 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 he, can't, he shouldn't be walking no. around with his head held high.
3: Nope. And I, I'm not about to say that lies can't be made up about someone, but all this stuff is too similar and specific to all be untrue.
0: Yeah, I don't poor disagree. Iceland. Jeff Casey, such a bad story. Brown's look of the point. Yeah, I know. It's correct. They, they, you almost want to say they sold the soul to try to, to try to find a exactly way. Exactly what
3: hand. they did. And that's what karma, comes around what goes around comes around
0: baker mayfield in one of the most powerful positions in the nfl i don't know thanks for watching everybody honorado and company on news channel 13's facebook twitter youtube and on my four